Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. We're in a series called Called and Chosen, and believe it or not, this is part 13. Tonight will be part 14 on It Just Takes Time. Or was that last week? I've been on leave. I don't know why, where I'm up to. Uh, and then next Sunday morning, uh, we part 15. And then next Sunday night, part 16. Aren't you excited about all those parts? It's going to be great. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, verse 9 rather says this, that God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Every believer, regardless of your experience or your title or your role or your prominence, every single one of us has been saved and called. Turn to someone near you, point to them and say, you are saved and you are called. Come on, let's get involved with this this morning. The reality is that God wanted you on His team. Think about it. Many of us have been watching the Olympics and celebrating some of the awesome victories. And you know that there was a team selection process. I want you to know that God wanted you on His team and that you are a part of His purpose. You never wandered into the kingdom of God. You're not some kind of random accidental got there and God never realised you'd snuck in. But He chose us as individuals. He chose us as As Metro Church, this body, we're not the result of human effort or desire. We are all the result of a divine plan. And because of that, we can be called and we can be confident in that calling. Let me give you this morning the things that I believe you can be confident of as someone chosen by God. Number one, we can be confident of enduring tough times. The Bible says the righteous falls seven times, but, but, well, if it wasn't for the but, we just think that righteous person keeps having bad luck. But the Bible says, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise up again. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, in other words, He knew you were coming. He predestined, in other words, He's created a path for you to walk on, to be conformed to the image of His Son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. He might be. Moreover, whom He predestined, these He also called, whom He called, He justified, whom He justified, these He glorified. What does that mean? That just means that God gave the whole package. When He called you, we never get, oh, what am I going to do next? He called you going, here's what's going to happen for you. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies Who is he that condemns? It's Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who's even at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us. Watch this now. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? 
And then he starts listing out all the problems that you might encounter in life. Well, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. As it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, mark it in your Bible. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him, how can you be more than a conqueror? You can be more than a conqueror if you know that no matter what comes your way, you will win no matter which uh, adversity or which opposition comes against you. That's how you become more than a conqueror. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, principalities, powers, things, present things to come, height, death, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, we can be confident of enduring whatever comes our way, no matter how difficult it is, the worst the devil can throw at you. And I look around this room and I know that so many of you have had reason or opportunity to have quit. But you're still here. You're here past sickness and you're here past problems and you're here past relationship issues and you have endured. Why? We can be confident that if He called us, we're going to endure. Number two, we can be confident of success. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24, He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. The reality is that I can be and I can do whatever God has called me to. Amen. Whatever God's called you to, you can do that and you can be it. Don't let the devil tell you, well, you, you, you're going to lose that or you're not going to be able to make it. You've got to be able to stand and say, I can do what God called me to. Here's number three. We can be confident of God's provision. If God called me to it, He'll provide the means for me to be able to keep going. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. The reality is that all through the years of the life of this church, through all kinds of seasons and difficulties, God has provided 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6, let me read it to you out of the message version. Remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over. Make up your own mind what you'll give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in you. Isn't that good? Amen. Why do you think we take time to say, uh, Metro Church, when it comes to destiny offering, we want you to think about it? We don't want someone just to go, oh, I feel just moved in the moment. We want you to hear something from God. You can have confidence when you've heard from God. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. He throws caution to the, oh, I missed that line. More than just ready to do what needs to be done. So that's the problem with giving you notes. You're all following all going, you missed that. More than just ready to do what needs to be done, as one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. The most generous God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
He gives you something you can then give away, which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. We can be confident of God's provision in our life. Here's number four. We can be confident of His guidance. If He called me, He didn't call me just to stumble my way around. He's called me and you so that He will lead me in the right paths. Guidance always comes to the faithful called. Now, there may be seasons where you go, God, I don't know what your will is in this situation or circumstance. The Apostle Paul had that in Acts 16 when they wanted to go to one area and the Holy Spirit said no. They said, let's go down to another place and the Holy Spirit said no. And twice they get a no and they never just kind of went, ah, well, it's too hard. They kept on seeking the Lord. And that night, a man from Macedonia appeared in a vision, spoke to the Apostle Paul and said, come and help us. And guidance came. And I love what it says after that. And it says, and we perceiving that the Lord was leading us. He has a vision from God. Now, maybe you won't have a vision, but I know that being called of God means I can be confident of His guidance in my life. Psalm 18 verse 33 in the Amplified Version says, He makes my feet like hind's feet, able to stand firmly or make progress on the dangerous heights of testing and trouble. He sets me securely upon my high places. There are some of you right now that are a part of this. You're in another part of Australia or another part of the world. And right now, business for you is looking quite precarious. You're not sure whether to expand because you've had plans in your heart going, I think this is what I should do. And now you're going, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's time to batten down the hatches. Here's my advice to you. Get before God and say, God, will you lead me? Because I can be confident of God's guidance for my life. You can walk where faith leads you. You cannot walk where presumption or human desire leads you. But you can walk where the Holy Spirit leads you. Now, I know I've been around a while and I've heard people say, well, I never hear the voice of God. Mostly I find it's because they don't know what they're listening for. They're waiting for the angel, you know, or the man from Macedonia. They're waiting for something to suspend all parts of, of the known world to them and to have a supernatural, mind-blowing experience. But I've got to be honest, for me, most times it's in inner knowing. It's the Holy Spirit just saying, no. Uh -uh. I can't tell you the number of times I've heard the Holy Spirit go, no. No more than that. Or, mm, yeah. And I've learned that sometimes his voice comes in a very clear and elaborate and, you know, kind of beautifully formed way and you can hear something outstanding. And other times it's just a yes or a no. But you can be confident of God's guidance for your life if he called you. Here's number five. We can be confident of his unchanging call in changing times. The change of seasons in your life don't change his call. Your calling and mine doesn't depend on how we feel. It doesn't depend on what others think. 
And it doesn't depend on what circumstances look like. There is something about the call of God that no matter how old you are, how young you are, what your world looks like right now, that God's call, there's a verse in Romans that says, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, having called you, God never changes His mind about you. God hasn't got you on probation. He hasn't got you in the let's see how they go group. But God has called you with a certainty and with a confidence. You can be certain of success. You can be certain of enduring. You can be certain of hearing His voice. You can be certain of provision. But you can also be certain that that call is there. He has not forgotten you. Come on. He has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten you. might say, but, but no one even knows who I am. I go, yes, He knows who you are. You are not in the kingdom by accident. You may feel terribly alone at times. You may feel sometimes like if I wasn't even here, what difference would it make? And I would say to you, it always makes a difference. It always makes a difference. What you are doing matters. It may not get applause in this life. Maybe you'll never know that. But that won't make you any less called. I'm not more called if a million people follow me on Instagram. Well, they can't, but but that would not make me more called. I'm not more called because of what happens around about me. Call starts in you and the results come out of that call in your life. Live from call, not from gift. Live from the call of God in your life. Number six, we can be confident of clarity. You know, one of the great things about making clear commitments is how many decisions you no longer have to make. For instance, if you decide, if you make a commitment to become fit physically, how many know there's a whole lot of decisions you no longer make? Will I go to the gym? Of course. Will I go exercise? However you do. Of course you will. Will I eat a whole tray of Krispy Kremes? Answer, no. Come on, if you made a commitment to your health, there's a whole lot of decisions. You don't go, oh, it's raining today. Oh, it's raining. Oh, I'm not going to go. You just go, I don't care. I made a commitment. And so you don't get up every morning going, is the temperature just right? You know, you don't wait for, is there a, a comforting, encouraging text from someone? I believe in you. You can do it. Go on. Go and exercise. Yes. You're going to be amazing. I see you at the Olympics. <laughs> the bronze medal winner in the marathon, wasn't she? Started running at the age of 40 or something or other. Huh? Rhonda's telling me because Rhonda knows those things. Whereas I just go, I heard her. Uh, think about it now. You, you don't wait for that. You go, I made a commitment. So there's a whole lot of decisions. It's raining. So what? Amen. If you made a commitment in your heart and life to your business, there's a whole lot of things you don't ponder over. Will I stay up late? I know I should not got an early meeting in the morning. You don't go, oh, yeah, well, maybe I will. I'll pray about it. 
You just go, sorry, no, I'm committed to this thing in my life, so I'm not going to do it. If you are committed to the call of God, there's a whole lot of things you don't have to ponder over, pray about, weigh up every time. Will I serve? Well, of course you will. Will I give? Of course I will. Will I forgive? Of course I will. Why? Because I've made a commitment. It's as simple as that. Here's number seven. We can be confident of our relationship with God. Next Sunday morning, I believe I'm speaking on sons or servants because so many people are called as sons, but they actually end up living like servants. And I pray that whilst we understand calling and whilst we understand here serving, and it's a big part of our life at Metro, and there's a reason for that. Because so much of the world is occupied with self and we believe that God has raised this church up partly to demonstrate some things like generosity that are not the spirit of the world. To demonstrate things like putting others first, that's not the spirit of the world. And I pray though that with all that emphasis that we never think that that is what somehow or other is our identity. We can be confident of our relationship with God. Hebrews 13 verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetous. Be content with what you have. For he himself, listen to it, has said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. That is such good news. Some of us here, there are days when if we were God, we would have left us. Do I get a witness? Huh? Every one of us have had those days, haven't we? Some of us here, if we were God, if I was God, I would have killed me a long time. But I just would have, because you know we can. He just would have fried me. If I was God, I would have gone, too much trouble. Don't let him in. We can be confident of our relations. When you're a new Christian, this is probably one of the most important lessons you'll ever learn is that the devil's the author of condemnation. God is the author of conviction, and conviction always leads to a strengthening of a relationship. Amen. God wants to walk with you. He's not letting you go and watching from a long way off. He's walking with you. You can be confident of a relationship that you have with God. Let me go through them again. There's just seven of them. We can be confident of enduring tough times. I read only just this week that verse in Ephesians 1, 19 in the message version says this, that Christ is our source of boundless energy and endless strength. That means no matter what comes your way, you've got a source that others may not know. We can be confident of success. I don't mean that in some trite, motivational speaking kind of way. I mean that in the deepest part of what success means to a believer. We can be confident that God is at work in us and through us. We can be confident of his provision for our life, confident of his guidance. We can be confident of an unchanging call, no matter what changes. I want to say to all those of you who are older now, that when you started, when you began, you are full of energy and zeal, and I pray you still are. But can I tell you that a change of seasons 
because of your age won't change the call of God to your life. He called you to be a part of his body. You don't retire from the call. You can retire out of a job. You can retire out of a role, but you can't retire from a call. You're called. Circumstances may change in your life. We can be confident of clarity. He's going to help us. He's going to make the path plain. Seventhly, we can be confident. I believe perhaps the most important of the one of the whole lot. We can be confident of our relationship with God. Amen. Now, some of you that are a part of this service, maybe in the building, maybe online. I've met people that attended services here for weeks and weeks on end. Profoundly drawn and attracted, saying, I don't know what it is. There's a man standing up the back. The first Sunday that he came, he came by accident. He was a bit lonely, had had some relationship issues, breakdowns in the past, and, and yet it was really out of loneliness that he texted a friend and said, can we hang out? And they said, well, you're welcome, but I'm going to church. He said, can I come? They weren't even like pushing him. Can I come? And they said, oh, if you want. He came to church here. First Sunday he came, he just wept through most of the service. Came back next week, wept through most of the service. I'll never forget, I saw Pastor Bruce with him, sitting outside the auditorium. And here is this grown man weeping. Well, it wasn't long after that that he gave his life to Christ, got baptised in water and has been following God ever since. I don't know what your journey up until this point looks like. I do know that the Holy Spirit has been looking for you. Come on, you are not anonymous to God. He's looking for you. He knew you. There might be six billion people on the earth, but he knows every one of them by name. He knows everything about them. He knows what their joys are and what their pain is. He knows about the things that they struggle with and the things that they'd celebrate. But he knew you enough and he goes, I want you. I want you. I want you to say yes. I want you to come to, to God. I want you to know Christ in your life. It's as simple. We sang it before. It's as simple as saying yes to Jesus. There's a lot in that yes. Yes, Lord, I'm going to surrender to your way. Yes, Lord, I'm going to make you Lord of my life. I'm going to allow you to direct me. Yes, Lord, I'm going to start seeking you and put you first in my life where I never did before. I'm not now, Lord, my life's all been about me. But God, I'm going to make you at the middle of it all. That's your yes. And if you want to give that yes to Jesus, let me pray for you in a minute. But you can text that yes. If you're in Australia, you can text it to 0488. 826392, you can bring your yes that way. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help via email, it's yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you're on metrochurch.online right now, the yes button is coming up for you saying, do you want to say yes to Christ? Tap on that. Tap on that and give your yes to Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person today. God, you are... Gathering, if there's anything end times about where we are, it's the fact that there's an end time harvest. Lord, it's not end times because of what the enemy does. It's end times because of what you do. You are gathering people. You're drawing people like never before. We are seeing people say yes to you in numbers like never before. Amazing responses to you.
God, I pray for every person right now. People that are a part of this service in the building in front of me. People online in front of me. Lord, today they want to say, I want Jesus. Not religion, I want Jesus. Lord, would you help them today? Walk with them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Send in your yes text. When you do, we will send you, if it's on one screen of your smartphone, a different Bible verse every day. For 30 days, along with that, we'll send you a prayer, a different one every day for 30 days that you can begin walking with God and learn how to. I know when I first gave my life to Jesus, there was a, a girl I'd met in a Christian bookshop. Her name was Alita Poppy. I got my yes to Jesus. I rang her every day because I had so many questions. How do I pray? What do I do? I thank God to this day. She now lives in the States, but I thank God that she never once said, gee, you're a pest. Do you know, here online, if you give us your yes text, you can ask questions and someone will get back to you with answers. We want to help you walk with God. We believe it's that important for your life in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for all that you are doing. We are in awe of you. Oh God, we are in awe of what you do. As the song we sang says, Lord, you turn graves into gardens, places that we call dead, that we call barren. You turn it into something amazing, something fruitful. We turn around and go, I never knew my life could have this impact. So Father, we say again to you, we say, you've got my heart in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning will be uh, the last Sunday where we'll take this time in the service to publicly receive our Commitments and Destiny offering. We did it last Sunday. I know lots of you will have been a part of that. Others of you will still have been praying. We will allow another couple of more weeks because last year it just kept on growing over a month. So in a few weeks' time, we will be letting you know what the total amount committed is and we'll be celebrating that together. But uh, I want you to just be ready to give your commitments. The commitment cards are on your seat. If you don't have one or if you need a pen, just give us a wave. The host team here up in the balcony or down below, the host team are ready to come and give you that if you need a commitment card or you need a pen. And uh, you can do it online as well. And just go to the website, metrochurch.org.au. And uh, certainly we would love to be able to uh, make that possible and to be able to give you that level of opportunity. While people are filling in those commitment cards, let me tell you about a couple of things that I think underscore the value of what we do here at Metro in uh, Destiny Offering. You heard me speak a couple of weeks ago about Sri Mom, one of our leaders in Transform Cambodia, who tragically died of COVID. And uh, that was a great, great loss. And I, I, I felt like the Lord put in my heart and I discussed it with the team who were all unanimous in it. Went and spoke to Mark Patterson, who's here, who leads Transform. I said, Mark, we as a church want to, out of Destiny Offering 2021-22, out of the one coming, we want to set up a couple of scholarships, Stray Mom scholarships. 
And so he and I have been talking about that and how we could do that. Um, so we're going to offer two perpetual scholarships. That means it's not just for one person for that university uh, course, but every year there'll be new people come in. So we're going to do at least two of those every year. One will be for teaching. One will be for medicine because they were two things that mattered so much. We're going to start with two. We may do more, uh, but we're going to at least begin with that and they'll be perpetual. So that means in five years time, there will be 10 people. And depending on the length of the course, there'll be 10 people that uh, Destiny Offering will be paying their university fees uh, so that they can get the kind of education that'll set them up to help transform Cambodia. So I knew that lots of you here would want to be a part of that. So just understand that's what's happening. Just as well, I got these two emails this week. So just while people are filling that commitment card in, we'll receive it in a minute. And then Pastor Ron is going to come and pray. So I get this email. Because we've been talking about going to all the world and about how easy it is now to go into all the world. Two girls, one eight and one six. They overheard a connect group conversation. Apparently, this was all on one of our online connect groups and these two girls had overheard their 10-year-old sister who gave her life to Christ. They grew up and they live in a predominantly Muslim country. This girl, the first one who got saved, she'd been sharing her excitement with her little sisters. And apparently, Lula, who we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, was doing a Zoom just for Anastasia, the 10-year-old. The two sisters came listening. The eight-year-old interrupted them and said, Auntie Lula, what do I have to do to accept Jesus as I want to? Tell me as I really want to. Lula, of course, told her she was always ready. But the six-year-old sibling interrupts then and says, I want to accept Jesus too. I want to know about it as well. Long story short, they both up, ended up accepting Jesus. And apparently it was a very moving moment for Lula and the girls. I tell you that because... Some of the people wonder, what's online? Is it about people watching? I go, no, it's about the gospel. It's about going into all the world, wherever the world is, whether it's hope here during the day with people physically in front of us, whether it's on a Sunday service and you're in the building, whether it's online makes no difference to God. We are in the right place doing the will of God. Here's another one I got from Di Brittenden this week about kids church here at Metro. Pray blessing over your children that come to your classes as a priority. Curses do not land permanently on places under blessing. Weapons formed against them cannot prosper. Bless their lives with godly wisdom, hunger and thirst for righteousness, courage and a knowing of Jesus that burns within them. I don't know about you, but I wish I'd had a Sunday school teacher to talk like that. Amen. Bless them with God's peace, God's joy over them, God's success and provision. God's friendships for them. Some of those in our care come from a few weeks old in the level four parents room and from the outreach and hope, restoring lives with helps, sowing the seeds to be built into a generation coming through who will know their God and do exploits out of a strong experience of growing in Him. That's why we need to pray as if our own lives and our own families depend on it. Thank God. I don't know about you, I just, every... I am daily overwhelmed with gratitude to God 
for the small part I get to play in what He's doing around the world. Metro, we're going to receive those commitments. The host team will come in a minute and they're going to receive your commitments. Then I'm going to ask you to stand and Pastor Rhonda will come and pray. Then we'll finish off with worship. But just as we get ready to do that, uh, let me pray first. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's stepping out today in courage, stepping out today in faith. For some people, Lord, this may be the first time they've ever, ever stepped out of that giving boat and done something as audacious as this. Lord, let their heart be surrounded by peace. Give them a confidence in your provision. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, host team. If you'd come, begin just to receive our giving this morning. Once that's happened, then we will get Pastor Ron to come and pray over all of us and all of our giving. Thank you again for that. God bless you. Please just start doing that. I know many of you would have done that last week, and that's fine. But lots of you were not able to be here, and so we want to make room for you. Celebrate that. Everyone's giving is significant, important. Never say to yourself, well, I'm online. I can't be in the building. I'd go, no, you can give online. You can give whatever amount God puts in your heart in your currency. Our team, Tisa Pierre, will let you know what that works out at in our dollars. We'll celebrate that in the whole total as well. So thank you to those of you online that are going to be joining a Destiny offering for the first time. God bless you for that. Thank you to others of you as well. Because oh, I know some people, uh, one year the total amount ended in 50 cents. I was more excited about the 50 cents than I was about the 350,000 that preceded it. Because I love the fact that somebody thought my 50 cents mattered. I love that. I think it's a great and beautiful thing. Stand with me, Pastor Ron, to come and pray. You're a woman of faith, that's for sure. You needed to be. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for the wonderful privilege we have of worshipping you and the freedom we enjoy in that. And Father, we know all through the scriptures that worship involves sacrifice. So, Father, we bring our sacrificial giving. Father, not because... It's mandated, not because somebody's watching over us, but Lord, because our heart wants to bring everything that we have. We say where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. So we want to demonstrate, Lord, that our heart is in your house, in your kingdom, by bringing our treasures. And Father, I just pray for every person, Lord, who's listened for your voice and obeying your voice. Lord, that you're promised provision, your promised blessing, bountiful blessing will be their portion, Lord, that you'll bring in the seed for them to sow, and Lord, and then you'll minister back to them, Lord, what they've sown and more, because your blessing is for abundance. I thank you, Jesus, for each person now. Lord, as we come again, we bring our our tangible worship, our giving, but Lord, again, we bring our verbal worship, our hearts praising you for all your goodness. Amen.